It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Today we're finally getting round to a man that's been mentioned on this podcast more than once. Possibly more than twice. That's enough. <laughs> Probably only twice, but no more. We're talking about Mr. Richard Harrison, and it's his 1985 film that we're covering today. It's the Teddy Page-directed Blood Debts. Silver Star Film Company presents a film that will show the world what action really is. Blood Debts. Blood Debts, the story of a one-man war against criminals that turned the streets into a jungle and men into beasts. An explosive movie where love is hotter than bullets. Brutal, bloody, violent, with bone-chilling suspense. Starring Richard Harrison with Mike Monty, Dick Israel, James Gaines, Anne Jackson, and Anne Milhench. The luck deck. When a man becomes the judge, the jury, and the executioner, there is one hell of a lot of blood debts to pay. Blood debts. Directed by Teddy Page. Coming soon. This is also known as Eliminator. It is, yes. And I believe in Germany it got a Ninja Hunter or Ninja Fury or something like that, even though there are no ninjas in this. That will be due to Richard Harrison being uh, involved with many, many films by Godfrey Ho. Yeah. Uh, which were all had Ninja in the title. Yeah, we mentioned Godfrey Ho in the Undefeatable um, episode. But yeah, it's Richard Harrison is the man who who was in loads of them, but was actually only shot stuff for like one film or two films, but ended up being in about 30 just because of the way that Godfrey Ho would uh, splice his films together. I think the first film I saw Richard Harrison in mm-hmm. and the first Godfrey Ho film was um, The Ninja Squad, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely superb. I got bought that because it had Ninja in it. And uh, somebody said, yeah, well, you like Ninja stuff, don't you? And I watched it and it laughed my bloody head off at that. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, that's that's one I think we will have to cover. He plays Gordon. <laughs> Gordon the Supreme Ninja. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think, brilliant. Yeah, I think there's a couple of uh, of uh, Richard Harris and Godfrey Ho films that we're going to have to cover on here in the end. But uh, this has an IMDb rating of 4.4 out of 10. Well, it's not bad, to be honest, that. And a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 47%. That's outrageous. 47%. <laughs> that can't be critics. No, that's got to be. Yeah, yeah, that's just people who enjoy really poor films. I've got a plot for you, Ken. An ordinary man becomes a vigilante and wages a one-man war against crime. True enough. That's exactly what happens. And a tagline. 
an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. He is the judge, the jury, and the eliminator. (laughs) Yeah, because there was already a film, you see, wasn't there, called The Executioner? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is a shame. Although, was there? Was there a film called The Executioner? There must have been, but surely they could have just put it in there. It's, um, you know, the Michael Winner film, Charles Bronson, Death Wish. Yes. Yeah. Imagine that with no budget whatsoever. Not even that budget yeah. <laughs> that he didn't have much of to begin with. And Richard Harrison as Charles Bronson. Pretty much, yeah. That's this. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. We start off, we've got a couple and they're having a picnic. It looks delightful, doesn't it? There's a close-up uh, little uh, product placement there for Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Opening up a can of that. When all of a sudden, this beautiful scene is sodomized. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's the only way to describe it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. We've got some goons there turning up. Gunman. Gunman laughing like nothing else. Just laughing, constant laughter from gunmen. One of the guys actually punches the girl right in the stomach. Yeah, there. well, she fights back, you see. She gives him a little scratch to the face. Uh, he doesn't like that, so punches her in the stomach. The picnic, incidentally, on the blanket, um, is in a bucket. <laughs> yes. They've not got a hamper or anything. They've brought a picnic in a bucket. Yeah, yeah. KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Must be. I think picnic in a bucket, wasn't that a song by Christina Aguilera? I believe so, yeah. something like that, wasn't it, I think? If you want to get with me, maybe there's a price (laughs) to pay. I want a picnic in a bucket, (laughs) then you can rub me the right way, I believe is the lyric. Really? It was quite sexy, wasn't it? I didn't know that kind of lyric existed. I'm sorry, Ken. I'm just a sexual kind of guy. Yeah, goodness me. Pretty good day, huh? Mm -hmm. It's not too cold. Thanks. Good idea having a picnic. Mm -hmm. Two of us together. Uh, she ends up running away, and so does that. I mean, the, the guy absolutely legs it, the boyfriend. Yeah, he's out of there. <laughs> he's not having any of he's this. He's not hanging around. One of them says, come on, let's have a hunting party. Let's go, let's go. And yeah, they yeah, start chasing It's some good dubbing, them. isn't it? Yeah, there's some yeah, great music yeah, as some well. some brilliant dubbing and some fantastic music. That's him, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, there come on, is. let's get after him. Right. Credits are rolling as we get some great music. We get the boyfriend running across the park in slow-mo. And through all this just anarchy, uh, we cut to Richard Harrison w- wishing his wife a nice day. Yeah, she's off She's off somewhere in the car, isn't she? Yeah. Which, uh, he does warn some of those roads can get quite treacherous. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, all fully caring, a caring husband. They tell the, the girl from the picnic that they finish with her and that she can leave. Yeah, it's got a suggestion of rape. Without yeah. actually having made us see it. So yeah. that, that's that's okay. <laughs> or have her react to yeah. the fact that she's been raped at yeah. all. The bad guy in that bit, obviously, um, uh, looks like Ricky uh, Takuchi from a lot of uh, Japanese films. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, Takashi Mike films or Mike Takashi films. 
Um, he was in Battle Royale 2 as well. And uh, like the Dead or Alive trilogy. It's not him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks a bit like him. It, yeah. It was called like the Asian Elvis. It looks a bit like him. They they let the girl go and then they end up chasing after her again anyway. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's not not an overly nice thing for him to do. You can go now. And as soon as she gets up and runs off, they're like, let's get her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you you guys, you can't even trust rapists these days. Yeah. The, t- the two guys chasing after the boyfriend, they, um, they start shooting at him for fun. Yeah, because they're shooting at the uh, the guy, naturally, eventually, one of them just shoots the guy. Yeah, uh, shot in the back. Yeah, just shot straight in the back. And he's just like, what are you doing? He says, oh, it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but accidents do happen when you're shooting at people, running off, you know, and that accident did happen. Yeah, because one of the guys does seem worried that they've killed him. The other seems to be not that bothered, I yeah. guess. He's right, because they have killed him. We get some terrible dubbing of the girlfriend shouting for her dad as she's... Yeah. Uh, Daddy! That's horrible. Yeah, uh, it, equally, though, uh, Richard Harrison's straight outside shouting, Sarah! Yeah, he was in the house. As <laughs> soon as she started shouting, Daddy, he's outside shouting, Sarah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great moment of fatherly concern. She's shot in the driveway of her house as she's running. Yeah. And, a great um, scream on her as well. Yeah, I see a fantastic scream. And then um, he's also shot. Richard Harrison also gets shot in the face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is an unusual thing. I didn't expect that. Yeah, he literally gets shot in the head. And uh, the same guy that was like, why do you shoot the boyfriend? Is like, I hope he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's been <laughs> shot like, in the he head. He should be. Yeah, it's okay. We only got him in the face. And they find out he's still alive. And the, the Elvis-looking guy does go to kill him. But... Uh, the one who's just been worried the whole time said, no, no more killings. And then they escape, leaving Richard Harrison to bleed out in his own driveway next to his <laughs> dead daughter. Hey, hey, look there. Come on, let's go, eh? kill Richard Harrison simply by shooting him in the face. Yes. That's not how that happens. It takes more than that. You think that, that you know, was quite a violent opening scene. How are they going to build on this now? Build the tension? Give give us a shot of maybe the dad trying to, um, you know, get himself back to health? And yeah, learn yeah. How Re- to... Recover, recuperate, do some training, you know, learn to live again. Yeah. Maybe a plan. Nah. It's cut to... A few months later. doesn't even say, ah. No. It, ju- it, ju- it just comes straight in with, few months later. And uh, one of the gang members saying, well, guys, the father of that girl is after our asses. 
so a few months later, they're all still talking about that one incident that happened, like nothing else has happened in this in this gang's life for a few months. If you get shot in the head of just above your left eye, where your brain is, I don't think it's going to be a few months until you're you're up and out and about. Without any visible wounds. Yes, as well. He's <laughs> got no scarring, nothing. No. No, he's fine again. And after their asses. Well, guys, the father of that girl is after our asses. <laughs> yeah, well, I got an idea. Why don't we get after the Bassett and kill him? Hasn't there been enough killing already? We got no alternative. Huh? Well, we better be quick about it. Yeah, right. Hmm. Unusual situation, but anyway, yes. Uh, they are still there. And uh, even though they're worried about this guy being after their asses, uh, they still meet up to talk openly about the shooting. Yeah. And they also ultimately decide that they're going to go and kill him first. Yeah. They could have obviously done that, yeah, wouldn't they? Because they literally, he was unconscious on the floor. They could just have killed him there and then. But this one guy. What I like to think is that um, he was in the hospital bed next to Seagal, <laughs> going hard to kill. <laughs> Probably had his dick looked at by Kelly LeBrock. Oh, the stuff of dreams. I'd love to have my dick looked at by Kelly LeBrock. Please wake up. Richard Harrison attacks a man fixing a car next. Quite right. It's it's the reluctant killer from the beginning. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. I was going to say the hero of the killers, but the wet no, rag. Yeah, there's no real heroes there. They raped and killed people. Yeah, um, he attacks him and asks where the others are. And we cut to a gym. There's a guy lifting weights. Some great sound effects. It is very quick, isn't it? All this. Yeah. These, these opening scenes are very very quick. The rest of the film makes up for that by dragging lots of shit out. But yeah. It, yeah, this initial bit is quite a quick thing. Um, the guy lifting weights, you hear Richard Harrison say, hey, you monkey, get your bananas. <laughs> the yeah. fuck does that mean? No idea. He does say that. Because I listened to it three times thinking, it got to be something else in there. <laughs> but yeah. no, no, that is what he says. That's when we get our first hand-to-hand fight scene using, like, lifting bars and gym equipment, basically. <laughs> He's immediately overpowered by this muscle-bound guy <laughs> who just, like, beats him up. Do you like Richard Harrison's red tracksuit top? He's got a great look, hasn't he? He's got yeah, a good look in this. He's got an unzipped uh, red uh, training top with no shirt beneath yeah. and just jeans. It's zipped down to his, uh, yeah, just, just his, past his tits. Solar plexus. Yeah, yeah. his yellow it, it, trim. It, it, it looks great. And I like how he ends up uh, just saying, oh, fuck this, because he gets beaten up, doesn't he, Richard? Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, because he's using his, hey, monkey, get your bananas bullshit. <laughs> doesn't even think, what? He just punches him in the face. Richard Harrison just ends up shooting the guy as he's attacking him. Yeah, he's about to smash a barbell weight onto his head and he just like picks up a gun and just shoots him dead. That's the end of that. Yeah. You know, I mentioned Death Wish. You know, like there was the uh, crisis of conscience and all that that uh, he went through, didn't he, Paul Kersey, where he's just like, oh, I don't know, really. And he went out, first of all, with a, a sock full of coins and, and there was all that, oh, I feel really bad about it. But then he just thought, actually, I'm doing the right thing. Richard Harrison... Just straight out there, just shooting people dead. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, quite right too. Cuts out a lot of the uh, the drama aspect. Yeah, the boring parts of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Death Wish. Yeah, 
It's like uh, Michael Winner on more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's one dead. Next. Oh, the main Elvis-looking guy. Uh-huh. He attacks the, the sort of... Uh, the reluctant gang member. Yeah, who turned snitch. Yeah, he told Richard Harrison about the gang and, and uh, he's leaving his house and they end up fighting outside and uh, the Elvis guy slams his head in, into the cement wall, calls him a son of a bitch and shoots him in the face. Yeah. I mean, there's already blood trace from the head smash, isn't there? And yeah. And he just pulls his gun and just shoots him in the face in the middle of the day in a pedestrian street area. Yeah. Yeah, he's not scared, this guy. You son of a bitch, you! The main Elvis guy, he heads home, and Richard Harrison is already there on the sofa reading a a jazz mag, I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually thought when we zoomed in, I thought it was a picture of... Richard Harrison on the front cover of that magazine. <laughs> I thought that would be brilliant. The same, it was. same facial expression. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. And Elvis, he pulls a gun, but Richard Harrison, he's already got his gun pulled behind the magazine, you see. Yeah, which is weird because he's holding the magazine like you'd hold a magazine. Yeah, in like, two like, hands. Yeah, with a hand on each end of the magazine. Yeah. But he still has a gun pulled somehow and shoots him dead. That's, yes. another, that's another one gone. That's the main bad guy. Yeah, Gone. shoots him through the magazine, so the magazine explode out, don't yeah. you? Uh, it's another great slow-mo death and dubbing scene right now. Mm-hmm. Richard Harrison's looking a bit like Jesse Ventura in The Running Man in this. Oh, yes. He's, yeah, got, the, just, he's got the just, hair and the moustache. Just doing his flex and then running off screen. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes... Then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Yes, it's America's own Captain Freedom. That's the ticket. No pain, no gain. We see another gang member. He's in his office. Invites Richard Harrison in. Yeah, he's got like a legitimate job, isn't he, this guy? Yeah. Imagine that, having a legitimate job where you actually get your own office. And then going out raping people in the <laughs> local park. Just raping and hunting people with rifles <laughs> in, in the middle of the day. Time. <laughs> it's a lunch hour. Good do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he invites Richard Harrison in, who just walks in and just shoots him instantly with a yeah, silenced he, he, he pistol. Says, he, he says, uh, yeah, 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 come in, come in, come in, sit down, sit down, sit down. Obviously, he's not looking at who it is or what he wants or anything, because he's a busy man. Yeah, he just shoots him as well. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so that's the rape and death of his daughter... The death of her boyfriend, the attempted murder of our hero Richard Harrison, shooting him in the head, his resurrection, as well as hunting the gang down, getting his cold-blooded revenge on them all, within the first ten minutes of this film. Yeah. This is a whole film's plot, usually. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a normal film. But no, it's all done now in the first ten minutes. Yeah, we've got another hour and a half to go on this. We didn't even get time to see him recovering from his injuries, the gang escaping justice through a technicality, or you know, crooked police, or even like a wealthy benefactor, or even Richard's subsequent formulation of a plan. <laughs> Maybe even, not even, not even Ken, not even bumping heads with the detective on his tail, even though the detective agrees with the vengeance aspect of Richard's plot. Yeah, but he's got a job to do, damn it. Yeah. Someone's got to fill out the paperwork. Exactly. None of that. It would be the, it would be the detective. Carl Weathers. Of course it would be, yeah. Of course it is. Anyway, we meet two guys in a diner. It's Bill and Peter, <laughs> the bad guys. <laughs> the bad guys in this are fucking yeah. brilliant. Evil Bill 
And slightly less evil Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to Peter. Bill wants to know who killed the Hunters gang and why they did it. And then Peter says, which one does he want to know first, the why or the who? Both. Yeah, Bill says, I know the who, they did uh, my generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the guess who did American Woman. Uh, we, yeah, and they just <laughs> nod at each other and go, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, we follow uh, Peter on the case, and the first place you're going to look when you're hunting down a killer is obviously the men's toilets. Yeah, Peter looks a little bit like um, Richard Iodi in this part, doesn't he, from Thorn- uh, Thornton Reed, yeah. in Dark Place. Yeah, he also he looks a bit like the partner from Samurai Cop. Yes, uh, Frank. Yes, Frank Washington. Frank Washington. Mark, yes. Mark Fraser. Mark, Mark Fraser. Fraser. Mark Fraser, incidentally, is on uh, Instagram. If you get a hold of Mark Fraser on Instagram, he's uh, actually very responsive on Instagram. Yeah, didn't he drop you a like? Yeah, or yeah. He, he, he loves people commenting on stuff about Samurai Cup. Yeah. He really does. Hey, counselor. <laughs> we'll see you in court. <laughs> anyway, we follow him into the men's toilet. Yeah, and uh, and a beautiful piece of dubbing on this. This guy's voice is absolutely ridiculous. This is Dave. All the bad guys have just one name that's quite a mundane <laughs> name. Yeah. This guy is massive, sort of dark features, and he's got the most ridiculous voice for someone who's over yeah. six foot. He's got a very effeminate, effeminate voice on this one. And uh, yeah, awful scene this is. Awful. You got the names, Dave. You got my money? Uh-huh. I've changed my mind. It's not enough. I want more. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. Uh, I hope it's worth it. Uh. More. <laughs> How much do you want? What about our deal? Oh, <laughs> go to the cleaners. You're in a mess. Wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. How would he know that? Yeah, where's he getting this info exactly. from? Exactly, Mark Collins. He's, he's killed everybody in private. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's Mark Collins. Maybe they wrote it in blood, like <laughs> Glimmer Man. A bit each. Yeah. Yeah, just add it all together. Yeah. Yeah, it is Mark Collins, obviously, but how does he know that? There's a lot of information in this film that you just think, well, how do you know that? Uh, Dave says, what about our deal as Peter's leaving? And he gives him one single dollar bill, I think, mm-hmm. right, as opposed Tells to... Tells him to go and get himself cleaned up. Yeah, and starts laughing. Lesson learned, kids. Don't be greedy. To be honest, yeah, because I think he was, uh, he was going to give him more than that. Yeah, he was, he was wasn't he? And he accepted when he said he wanted more. But yeah. then when he asked again for yeah, more. Yeah, I think it was the second one, wasn't it? You push your luck, then you get fucked. Speaking of that, Richard Harrison, shirtless. Quite right, too. He's getting ready to go out. Yeah, his wife's asleep. Or is she? 
She looks way younger than him. The yeah, wife. well, you know, it was the eighties. <laughs> All wives look younger than their husbands. Yeah, she was looking up at the ceiling. And she's thinking, what she could she be thinking about? We don't know because we cut back to Peter. Reci- recipes. You say wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Helen herself. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother. Uh, we cut back to Peter. He's watching. Um, well, you said he did look like Jesse Ventura. Maybe she is thinking about the wrestling. That's what attracted her to him. Yeah, well. She's a big fan of Jesse the body. We cut back to Peter and he's watching um, Richard Harrison walking around the streets at night in his little red tracksuit top. (laughs) Yeah, it's his clothing of choice, isn't it, for his uh, vigilante ways. Yeah, it's a great look. It is a good look. And uh, how the hell did Peter know he'd be in the park at this point? Or what he looks like. Yeah, he's got a name, but what, he's just found out where everything else has he? Luckily, it's such a unique name like Mark Collins. <laughs> yes, Peter. Peter's found Mark because Dave told him and Bill wanted Peter to find Mark and he had to go to Dave to get Mark's name for Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you following this, everybody? Yeah, everyone's got an evil name, haven't they? Really memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Mark hears a woman cry for help and he goes to have a flashback of his own daughter's rape. Yeah, which he didn't see. Even though he wasn't there yeah. for it, yeah. <laughs> she never saw it at all. Yeah. There's literally a woman getting the shit beaten out of her, and he's standing about five feet away in the <laughs> like from the waist down, he's in the bushes. From the waist up, he's just staring at them. That's because he's having a flashback. A flashback. There's something he can't see. He can't remember having ever seen. Yeah, it's nice of him to let the guy beat the shit out of her first before he shoots her. <laughs> And then the girl screams actually more now than she than when she was being assaulted. Yeah, she does. She screams more. Yeah. Like the death of her assailant is worse. Yeah, so she runs off. In the bushes, Peter lurks. It's Peter, the photographer. Yeah, he's taking pictures of the incident. And he ends up showing them to Bill in a slideshow. <laughs> yeah. And it includes pictures that Peter couldn't possibly have taken. No. <laughs> it's like he's got photographs of the previous stuff that Mark's been doing, like other people he's killed. He <laughs> didn't even know who he was then, so how's he got photos of that? Yeah, he's also got his holiday snaps. He's got the <laughs> he's got the rotating image of Rotor yeah. from uh, <laughs> yeah, He's got a picture of himself on a donkey on a beach with a yeah. an ice cream and a thumbs up. Picture of uh Bill in the shower. <laughs> Pictures of Lily, which is another song by The Who, <laughs> which is something that Bill's obviously a fan of. I actually thought my note actually at this point was, are these guys cops? Because, you know, Bill... He, do, he looks a bit like a cop, actually, Bill. Yeah, and he, he wants... could get away with being a detective, couldn't he? Yeah, and, and, and plus he's saying stuff like, I want 100% confirmation that it was Mark who killed the gang. Yeah, I want evidence. And then yeah. he's, he asks for a background check. So I was like, are these guys policeman because like in suits and stuff like that and he says make sure he doesn't slip through our fingers yeah and uh, peter gives the line of he's a natural killing machine <laughs> <laughs> that's richard harrison yeah <laughs> that's probably on his grave <laughs> natural killing machine That'd be brilliant yeah it should have been if it isn't i want that on mine is he dead i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's not no but when i'm dead i want that on my my grave so really I don't care, to be honest, I'll be dead. Mark and his wife, they pull up. 
Uh, I'd be happy to have a gravestone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to fly tip you out of the back of a van, I think, yeah. if, if I have any say in it. Yeah, homicide worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be on their logo. <laughs> <laughs> just wrap you in a carpet, throw you out the fucking back of a van. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! As he's zipping up his uh, his red tracksuit top, only halfway though, of course. Of course. Don't want to catch his manly chest hair in that zip. That hurts like a motherfucker. His wife says, Mark, why don't you let the police handle it? And he says, because they don't. Uh, The wife wants him to stop going out killing people. There's been too much killing already. Can't you just stop now? And he says, they killed our daughter. Which is true. Great dubbing. Yeah, so he says no, not yet. No. <laughs> I'm going to kill the last one, and that's it. Because if you remember, uh, he he's killed how many, four of them or something? Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that was it. They're all done, but there's yeah, one more, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was one more. And um, the other people that he's killed are just other criminals. So he's he's already just killing randomly. Yeah. <laughs> he's not just specifying just these ones. He's uh, He's already branched out to others. Mark, why don't you let the police handle it? Because they don't. there been enough people killed already? I, I just can't take it anymore. All right. When I get the last guy, I promise I'll stop. But can't you stop now? They killed our daughter. First introduction to the cops who were on the case. Yeah, and we had our Carl Weathers character. He's Captain Henry Marlowe. He's not an actor, is he? This guy. No, he's like he's just reading None of it. Them all. He's just reading it off a piece of paper on the desk. Yeah, he uses the word penchant. He does, which is nice. I did yeah. like it. Talks about the killer's mo being criminal murder victims, with the exception of his first four victims. They were respectable men, he says. So that's not his mo, then, is it? No. Not really, because that's that's more people who were respectable than people who were the criminals. criminals yeah. yeah, but he, he um, I'm only guessing the four respectable people he means are the actual murder murderous rapists. Yeah, well, of what? his intended targets. So, so that shows how much the police know. Yeah, well, one guy had his own office. Well, there you go, respectable. Yeah, yeah. One was in the gym, and I don't know. The other one was. In his own house. Yeah, in a house. And the other one was just killed on the street by not him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so only three of them, really. But they, they, yeah, but he thinks they're all respectable. But he also thinks it's definitely the same person because that's the MO, which the other guy points out, the other cop, who looks like he's just, on, I don't know, some sort of homeless crack addict. <laughs> the other cop, <laughs> he looks brilliant. He's got like eyes that look the different ways to each other as well. Which would probably make him a good cop, to be honest. You can see everything. <laughs> got a real dead-eyed stare, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's brilliant. I liked him. He says there's no reason for those those four men were killed. Besides, we don't know who our killers really are. He says our killers. Yeah, killers, killer or killers. Yeah, which one is it? We don't know. We simply do not know. Captain Marlowe says, well, you better maintain a close contact with our informers. They might find out something that will lead to the identity of the killer or killers. He says it as well. Exactly, yeah, just backing that up. If only they'd gone to Peter. 
he would have provided all the information they needed and some photographs of them on holiday three years ago. Well, if they'd gone for a piss, I could have spoke to Dave and got the, <laughs> the name of him. Our killer must have a penchant for killing criminals. Except for the four men we found dead several months ago, they seemed respectable men. There's no reason why those four men were killed. Besides, we don't know who the killers really are. Well, you better maintain a close contact with our informers. They might find out something that'll lead to the identity of the killer or killers. Hmm. My first laugh out loud moment here is a golf scene that we get. And <laughs> <laughs> you you were saying that you think this is the last of the I, I, I think this is the, the last of the five, yeah. It yeah. has to be, otherwise why it's... is he killing this bloke who's just playing golf? <laughs> yeah. It goes on for a long time, this golf Yeah, scene. yeah, we, we get to see a golf shot. Then we get to see them walking to where the golf ball landed. Then we get to see uh, Mark switch on the balls. He switches them, puts another ball down. Then we get to see the golf players arrive where the ball is. It's in then, the rough, isn't it? Yeah, then we get to see them hit the ball. Then the ball explodes but it explodes behind where they all are. So it's not even it's not even realistic. So they've set up a little explosion behind all of the cast. Then they've got him to hit the ball, set off the explosion, looks nothing near where they are, they all die. Then Richard Harrison emerges from behind a tree, <laughs> smiles and goes... <laughs> like the A-team. Yeah, and then just vanishes back behind the tree. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. Job done. That was so funny. I did yeah. not expect the, the golf ball to just blow up and kill someone. <laughs> just explodes. Yeah, that's it. Then he goes, right, that's it. No more killing. Yeah. Yep, goes for a walk with his lovely wife. Uh, decides no more killing, uh, which is what you'd like to chat about if you're having a little romantic walk with your husband in the uh, in the park. And he takes the gun out of his pocket, the murder weapon that he's been using. He's carrying that with him. And just throws it in the water. I won't need this anymore, he says. Yeah. What lovely. It's a lovely moment. And the wife, she's relieved and they head to dinner. There's some weird lighting for this where it's just like dark all around them, but like serious spotlight on them. It's a very, very odd uh, sequence. <laughs> it's, a, it's just an odd sequence, isn't it? It's it's like, it's, it's not even the same day. Because it, like it, 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 it's like it, they, they go walking and he throws it away in the day. Then they're at night having some dinner. Then they're having a little bit of a beautiful dance. Uh, then disco dance. Yeah. It's like you know, you know, an airplane when he first meets. <laughs> yeah, a bit, of, a bit of that. Uh, and then it's like the day again. They're walking. <laughs> yeah, then they're walking about a bit again and just laughing. There's no dialogue for any of this. Then we get to a really, really awkward and uncomfortable sex scene. Goes on for ages. Oh, this it's too long. It's too long. I'm not yeah. saying you know sex should be short. <laughs> However, when you're watching Richard Harrison, see do Richard it. Harrison <laughs> stroke a woman's tit for six minutes. <laughs> I don't want to be seeing that. <laughs> but yeah, and forcefully kissing her, smashing his face into hers, and he's you know, easily twenty years old. Yeah, really. it's just like okay, we get it. Yeah, very long sex scene. Bill's back anyway, and he's listening to Peter give us background on Mark. Mm -hmm. and this is where we get our how badass is he, like we see in Segal films. He's basically he's an ex-Vietnam vet mm -hmm. on yeah. a personal war against criminals after his daughter was gunned down. Mm -hmm. 
And Bill asks, why does he keep on killing? Peter, ridiculously, based on nothing, says, because the criminals reminded him of his past. Yeah. You know, his past, which we're not going into right now. We're not going to tell you what that past is other than what I've already told you. Yeah. And then they just he just nods and smokes a cigar. He does tell Peter not to let his men kill him, or if they do need to kill him, they might as well try and use him first. Our man is a former Vietnam veteran. After his tour of duty in Nam, he came back and supposedly was going to settle down. But unfortunately, his daughter was killed together with her fiancé. So he's waging a personal war against criminals. Hmm. Hoping that maybe one of the ones he killed was responsible for his daughter's death. Maybe. Or they could be dead by now. Hmm. In that case, why does he keep on killing? He any psychiatric record? None, Bill. Mark is a sane and normal person. And to answer your question why he kept on killing, it's maybe because there were instances where these criminals reminded him of the past. Possible, knowing his background. We had better get him before it's too late. Please, you be very careful. Tell your men not to harm him. Or, before doing any harm, get the animal in the most disadvantageous position. Okay. They cut back to Bill and Peter with another plan. They want to know what's his weakest point. And of course, it's the wife. Of course, it's the wife. That's why they've gone after the wife. So, of course, they kidnap her. They got a guy in a ski mask. He's in a pink suit. One of them. She's literally just walking down the road, and the car pulls up, and then just they carry her off, and they end up ringing Mark on his Garfield telephone. <laughs> uh, I really hoped it would be his Garfield telephone as well. <laughs> yeah. The Garfield telephones from the Ninja films. I think it's his phone because it's in more than one phone, <laughs> more than one film. I'd, I'd like to think it is, but again, I'd, I'd also probably think it's just Godfrey Ho using the same footage from the same phone. <laughs> yeah. It's just great that it's a Garfield phone. It'd be great in every single one of his films that was in yeah, his if contract. if it was just his phone. <laughs> he so always he, had to pick up a Garfield he, phone. He says, yeah, okay, but if I do a phone scene, it's my phone. <laughs> yeah. And that's the phone he uses. <laughs> yeah, because in the ninja one, he's a fucking ninja and he's using a Garfield phone. There's that one gif where he's just like, go to hell <laughs> into Garfield. <laughs> and the eyes like open and close. Yeah, yeah, that'll teach him. Yeah, sadly in this one it's not because it's not his Garfield phone contract. But uh, they do tell him that they've got his wife. Yeah, and they want to make a deal with him. They'll meet him tonight at 12 midnight, but they don't tell him where and hang up. But luckily Richard Harrison knows all. Yeah, and he thinks, probably at the park, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's where all the shit goes down. Uh, he arrives, and he's got his red jacket on, he's surrounded by ski mask goons. Yeah, he's right, by the way, it is at the park. So yeah. He, uh, his, his instincts are keen. And they're showing pictures on his of his crime, saying it's it's enough to get him locked away. But they're not cops, they're just concerned citizens. Yeah, which is what they usually do. It's what the um, Neighbourhood Watch here did with me when I first moved in. 
<laughs> they kidnapped my wife. Uh, they threatened me with death, showed me lots and lots of video footage and uh, told me I'd be locked away for life if I didn't assist just by looking out my window <laughs> at night if I heard something. Basically, they want certain criminals killed by Mark in exchange for a substantial sum and his wife back. And they will give him all the information that he will possibly need in order to kill the people that they want killed. Yeah. Which definitely just sounds like concerned citizens and in no way an organised crime outfit. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, definitely just people. Uh, Lisa, he gets introduced to her. This is his new partner. And they say Yeah, they've even forced a partner on him. Yeah. yeah, and here's someone else that you have to work with. He's like, what? And they basically say whatever happens to her, for whatever reason, his wife will suffer the same fate. Yeah, which is a bit of a weird thing, because like, what, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah. What do they think he's going to do? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it doesn't matter, because the next scene is Mark, Lisa, and a dog. They've got a dog together, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a dog before, but suddenly now between the two of them, they've got a dog. He seems a lot happier, actually, with Lisa than he did with his wife. Yeah, well, they're having beers, aren't they? Yeah, they're having a beer, got a dog, you know, just shooting the shit, having a chat. He's not even spoken to his fucking wife the whole film, (laughs) apart from saying, beware, the roads look treacherous, and uh, I'm going out to kill people. (laughs) That's pretty much the only chat he's had with his wife. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's very at ease with Lisa. They've got a dog, a couple of brewskis. Yeah. It's an, odd, it's an odd dynamic. She says that she's an ex-hit woman for the mob turned state informant. And she's also being blackmailed um, to kill. And uh, they're using their daughter as leverage. Yeah, or some bollocks. Yeah. yeah. You know, just concerned citizens. <laughs> yeah. That's all they are. It, it all tallies up with what they've told him. Yeah. Uh, the first, first up, first target is a blackmailer called Moresby. Yes. You got Lisa, she's watching outside on a motorbike, and Mark's checking some oil drums just in case he's in there, I guess. I don't know what the fuck he's yeah. doing up there. Well, he's he's not in the oil drums, but I'll tell you what it is. Go on. Sniper's rifle. Yes. Yes. And loads of extra ammo. Yes, in case, you know, you'd hope with a sniper's rifle, one would suffice. Yeah, well, if you're worth your Yeah, own. if you're actually any good at sniping. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's quite an elaborate setup. Uh, for the death of one man. And it does take just one bullet. Yeah, and then he just runs off. Fuck it, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quite an easy job, to be honest. Jumps on the bike with her and drives off. Yeah. Don't know why he needed to uh, climb up the bloody tower block, to be honest with you. It's a quite quite risky, isn't it, being seen by more people? Mm. Entering a building you've got no business to be in. Yeah. And all that shit. But there you go, whatever. Uh, Mark goes to a mechanic... With the names and faces of the targets he's been given, because he wants to know uh, who they are. So just you know, just so he knows he's killing the right people. Yeah, we're forty-five minutes in, and we get introduced to the old buddy. Yeah. Although we don't really get introduced to him, he just turns up and says, "Who are they?" You think, well, who's he? Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's the guy you're speaking to? Hi. See, you're busy. What is it this time? need your help I'll give you some names some faces I need some info on them oh Mark what are you some kind of bounty hunter now killing anybody with a price on their head just want to make sure I kill the right person 
Cut to a liquor store robbery. Oh, this is good. There's always a liquor store robbery. And this is the House of Wine. Yeah. Which doesn't sound overly, like, seedy or anything, does it? It sounds quite like a respectable business. It's owned by an old couple, and uh, they're holding up the woman behind the counter. And the guy, which I did laugh out loud at, which may be more of a... <laughs> probably a bad look for me, but he, <laughs> it's yeah, his yeah, old yeah. man. <laughs> he, he comes down, yeah, he comes down, because uh, she's just on her own locking up. And uh, they burst in and shout, where's the money, where's the money? And does all that business. Uh, the old guy just comes down to see what's going on, sees what's happening, and immediately tries to leave his wife alone with the gunman <laughs> by <laughs> fleeing back up the stairs. <laughs> but he's then just shot dead in the back. <laughs> as soon as he turns around, you shoot him dead. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they escape in the anthill mob car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I it's like some Bonnie and Clyde uh, bank robbery car. Yeah, yeah. It's so. See, also, they I think they kill the old woman, but it looks like they kill her with a judo chop to the back of the neck, <laughs> which instantly murders her. Yeah, un- unusual death for her. But yeah, anyway, they escape in a nineteen fifties gangsters car. Now we cut to Mark, he's outside, he's in the swimming pool. Lisa brings him over a drink. Lisa's in a bathing suit. You, would, you wouldn't have thought that his wife and her child are being held at gunpoint. Or... No, he seems very relaxed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, She's got another job for him, and it's the uh, it's the guys who just did that robbery. And he's like, oh, that's ruined my day. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I'm glad you can still afford to enjoy your day, Mark. Yeah. What with your wife being kidnapped and presumed under threat of life yeah just swimming about in a big pool waiting for a bikini clad youngster to just wander over with drinks the the next target is brick and his gang yeah that's who did it that's who did that robbery house of wine we cut to a hotel room now and uh, there's a couple that come in from a night out and mark and lisa are already in the room and they end up attacking them asking them where brick is how do they keep getting in rooms before people get home how do they keep doing that? It's like it's the second time Mark's been in a room that somebody else has owned. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter because they just have a big old fight. Yeah, they convince the guy by KOing the girl who looks like she has not, nothing to do with any sort of organised crime or whatever. No, but uh, Lisa just beats the shit out of her. And they end up shoving a gun uh, a gun in the mouth of the guy and he ends up giving them the, the information that they need. It turns out that Brick's Brick and the Gang's hideout is some sort of like abandoned rail yard or something. I don't know where it is. It's some low-level piece of shit, isn't it? Uh, Lisa gives them away instantly when she steps on something, and they scour the area to check it out. Yeah, they're all talking. They're, they're talking about this. I mean, I take it's the next day or something, isn't it? it depends. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be like two days Let's, later. Yeah. Because the first night... They did the robbery. The next day, he was swimming and got told they were going to do the job. That night, they probably went and caught the woman and the guy in the hotel and beat them up. So it was the day after they went to actually where the location is. Mm -hmm. So it's like two days after the robbery. And they're still all talking about it, you know, like the other guys were a few months later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they said, that was a great success. It was a great success. You're robbing a liquor store. You've killed two elderly people. (laughs) You've escaped in one of the most recognisable vehicles ever. And uh, and now somebody's here to kill you. It's a fucking great success at all. It's really, really poor. Yeah, you bunch of idiots. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it gets worse for them. 
gunfight ensues after Lisa gives them away. Uh, they end up killing them all and make their escape. Yeah, it's a shame because they were discussing the next job was a bank job. <laughs> Imagine yeah. how badly that would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> they probably ended up just blowing themselves to pieces. Uh, I like how Richard Harrison does the I'm over here line or whatever the fuck he does and the, while the guy's looking oh, around. Yeah. yeah, he's miles away as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Ends yeah. up shooting him as he turns. It's incredible shooting from him as well from that distance. Yeah, and he ends up saying, come on, let's get out of here before the cops arrive. Uh, you see him walking along the bridge together. Yeah, in, in silence. In total silence, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a scene where they walk over a bridge, mm. not speaking to each other. Not sure whether there was actual dialogue at the point and they just didn't put it in or what, but just silent. Lisa asks what's wrong with him, and he says that he wants to know who they're taking orders from, and it's possible they will be killed or handed over to the police when they're done, which Lisa doesn't think will be the case. No, I don't know why. Her daughter's been kidnapped. She's been blackmailed into this after already giving evidence against the criminals. I don't know why she's got so much faith in these fucking lunatics. Uh, They get a a phone call for another hit. Oh, God, isn't it always the way? Two car thieves this time. It looks like... um, I think it's two car thieves. I don't know. That's what they're doing anyway. what the hell they're doing. It's a sort of parking lot, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's an underground car park, gunfight. Lots of hiding behind cars, lots of running upstairs. Jane chases one and kills him up the top of the stairs there's, there. In this car park, there's like t- uh, stacks of tyres just piled up. Like, is that is that normal in car parks? Just in case you need a new tyre, they've supplied them for you. You tell me, you're the rim king nowadays. <laughs> you're damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that and uh, those knuckle rings that I wear. <laughs> one of them says rim, the other one says king. Yeah, Ken's lost a finger, if you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his rim. <laughs> <laughs> two M's. <laughs> or two I's. Yeah, two or, I's are better than one. Or two R's. Rim King. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a couple of dresser units in this car yeah. park as well that she hides behind, or he hides behind. I can't remember. I think it's her. Yeah. Yeah, was like, what are they doing down there? Who's Who's... Move them down into a car park and just left them piled up outside. Well, Mark shoots his, the guy that he's after and uh, yeah, makes just, a run for the exit. Yeah, just on a ramp. Yeah. And just on the ramp heading upwards to the outside world. Yeah, so he's just dead, which would be found immediately. Yeah. He just leaves corpses in his wake. He's it's not ridiculous. interested, is he? Police HQ again, our favourite parts oh, of the film. Yes, and now there's... Now there's three uniform cops and the chief. Yeah. Yeah. One of great additions these t- these other ones are. Yeah, you got the captain giving them the rollicking of their lives. Quite right, too. I don't know what the hell is happening in this town. Dead bodies are showing up all over and nobody seems to give a damn about it. God. But the officers end up arguing that the killers are doing them a favour. Why should it matter? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, oh, huh? Fucking hell. Yeah. I haven't got to do any paperwork or data. <laughs> huh, chief? Yeah, even though the last two killed were car thieves and one before that was a, a blackmailer. He, he suggests that. One of the cops says that it's all good. And then he says, what do you think, chief? And the other two do a synchronised head movement to look at the chief, even though they could already see him in their peripheral vision. <laughs> they even got to move their heads. It's a synchronised head move. And he says, yeah, but... What if copycats join in and we'd have bodies everywhere? Yeah, which is fair enough. They probably yeah. would. Yeah. Vigilante. I don't know what the hell is happening in this town. 
Dead bodies are showing up all over and nobody seems to give a damn about it. Why bother, Chief? The killer of killers were actually helping us out by killing these murderers. But that's against the law. Come on, Chief. I'd rather have it this way. I'm sick and tired of doing all the paperwork, filling out data. Every time we arrest a criminal, they go straight back onto the street again and commit more crimes. Let them, whoever they are, do the dirty work for us. Mm. Come on, Chief. Don't you agree with me? Yeah, but suppose everybody was encouraged to do this, we'd be walking streets littered with bodies. Enough of that anyway. We get some woman, she's attacked in the night and killed by some creepy peeper. What's wrong with people back then in the 80s in America? Just anyone in a park at night is instantly attacked, raped, killed, robbed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I wasn't there. I didn't know. I like how the police that find them, there's two guys on patrol and one of them says, Jesus, you better call an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Even though she's covered in fucking blood and dead already. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably okay though. Get the ambulance. Cut to Bill. He's talking to his boss about running this town and how they've hired a contract killer to take out the rival gangs and only leave them running things. So that explains the the motive. Yeah, that seems to be why they're doing it. Um, Mark suspects he's doing the same and his friend confirms that. So basically both sides are now saying, yes, that's what they're doing. So his, uh, his old buddy has found out that it's exactly the case. <laughs> Bill, we've got to recruit more pimps and pushers. Yeah. <laughs> he's very happy about the whole thing. Peter, he's very enthusiastic. Recruit more pimps as our uh, side project, wasn't it? <laughs> Musically, electronic. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, similar to uh, Send More Paramedics, the yeah. uh, zombie uh, grindcore. But more sexy. <laughs> oh, damn right. It's <laughs> alive. It's alive. It's alive. It looks like Mark and Lisa are on another mission in the park. I think they're after the creepy peeper. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So she's following him. Can I just ask, why would the mafia give a fuck about this guy? I don't know why they care about the car thieves. What's yeah. going on? Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She's following him. Uh, Mark's just stood by his car uh, on radio contact. Um, not sure why it's not the other way around, to be honest. Yeah, I remember. You, yeah, you yeah. said that to me, didn't you? Why, 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 is, why is he not following him? And she's just stood by the car waiting yeah. in case he <laughs> needs help. Way more dangerous yeah. for her. And it is because she's instantly abducted by this bloke who's a serial rapist and murderer. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. why send a woman in? Yeah. Still, yes. So he, he, he takes her out, um, gives her some blah, blah, blah. Whilst he's holding her with a, a knife and she's she's restrained. Um, Mark does try and run after her, but there's no sign of her. It should be mentioned as well that when when Mark meets his informant, he does confirm that the blackmailer wasn't actually a blackmailer and it was a lawyer that was going after Peter and Bill. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's what he suspected all along, as Ken says. But yeah, this creepy peeper, he's, he's abducted Lisa, no sign of her. Cut to his underground lair, or maybe just... Again, still in the park somewhere. Yeah, I think it's just in the park. He starts kissing her and like... Yeah, saying, uh, tell me you love me. Tell me I'm attractive and all that stuff. And then I believe he burns her vagina with a cigar. Mark somehow turns up. He somehow... (laughs) Probably because it's the only building in the park and there's no way he could have escaped that quickly. And Peeper asks Lisa to tell him he's handsome, offers her a drink... 
Mark rounds the corner, calling him an asshole. Yeah. He didn't like that. Peeper goes to stab Lisa, but Mark, because Peeper takes fucking forever to try and stab her, Mark shoots him twice. Yeah. He shoots him, he falls over, then he picks the knife back up and he shoots him a second time. You think, could have just done that. Yeah. Just get rid of him. And kills him. Yep. Cool. Done. Next. You damn bitch. You you damn women are all the same. You slut. I'm going to make you make love to me. Tell me you love me. Come on, tell me you love me. Goddamn bitch. I'm handsome, ain't I? I'm handsome. I'm going to kill you. I'll kill you. It's okay. Mark's informant is at the bar. He's looking for info and he hears about the killers uh, cleaning up competition of a certain gang off the streets. So that's when, obviously, Mark's informant finds out exactly what the plan is. Yeah, he says, there's no risk anymore, man. He says, we own the streets. We got people out there making sure no one comes back and all that business. Cut to Bill and uh, Peter, and Bill says that he wants to keep them under thumb because he needs them to kill some informers and cops who will harass their operations. Yeah, Peter's great at this point. He says, uh, he says the boys are feeling high and very alive about the whole thing. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. I think it just means that they're really enjoying being pimps and pushers. (laughs) (laughs) It's having a time of their lives. Got a phone call for Baby Doll. Huh? There's no Baby Doll here. Bit of comedy here where we we find out that Baby Doll is the code name for Mark. Yeah, and they have a bit of a chuckle about that. Uh, yeah, he's he's ringing in from a payphone and basically tells uh, Mark everything that we've found out already. About he couldn't get a name, but something big is going down tonight. Again, no location and hangs up. But again, later on, we find out that Mark already knows where to go. Of course he does. Uh, some bikers turn up and, and kill. His name's Julius, the informant, and ends up killing Julius as he, as he exits the phone booth. Hello? Baby doll? There's no baby doll here. I think. This is Baby Doll. Basically, uh, Mark says, I'm going after them. Yeah. I'm going after them, Lisa. I'm going after them. You come in with me. You don't have to, but you can if you'd like. And she says, No, I'm not. But actually, go on, then I will. And they go to the house. Shootout starts. Lisa gets shot in the chest as, as one of the, the hoodlums try to escape. Yeah, this is after some generic chat amongst the drug dealers all saying, Haha, we've got lots of drugs. We're going to sell these drugs because we love drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs, yeah. Yeah, and then they burst and shoot everyone. Well, the guy, as I say, shoots Lisa. He tries, tries to escape. Mark kills him, goes back, and Lisa tells him that Bill is the man he's after and that she knew it all along. And then she dies in his yeah, arms. Yeah, she says, I'm one of them. <sighs> Lisa. I knew it. I knew it all along. Tell me who they are. I'm one of them. What? Bill. Bill, dear man. I... 
Peter tells Bill that Mark killed his son and that Lisa was accidentally shot and killed, but not before spilling the beans to Mark about the whole plan. Which again, how is he going to know that? Yeah, how is he know in this business? I did put my notice. How the fuck does he know that? Yeah, There's no, no way he No idea. None of this info has actually got any basis of reality. Bill says maybe Lisa was shot by Mark. Mm-hmm. And then Peter says that according to his information, it was Bill's son. Uh, what are we going to do now? Any ideas? And Bill says, gamble. We have to gamble with Mark. Bill, they got your son, Dave. My son? What do you mean? Yeah, your son. I told you, I warned you many times to pull him off the streets, and you didn't listen to me, did ya? Call up Lisa. Lisa is dead, Bill. She was accidentally shot during an encounter, and I'm afraid she spilled the beans to mark everything before she died. Are you sure? That she was accidentally killed or maybe shot by Mark? According to my information, she was shot by a son. What are we going to do about it? You tell me. Well, got any ideas? Gamble. We have to gamble with Mark. And by that, that means they're going to ring him. And Mark says he couldn't do anything about Lisa. Bill says that's okay, he's sending back his wife and the money that they promised him. He just needs to wait there for her. Yeah, we'll just call it quits. My second uh, laugh out loud moment of the film is this one here, where the guys give uh, (laughs) Mark's wife a briefcase full of money and a car to go meet him. Uh, She sees him waiting in his car and waves at him, and she's like, hey, Mark! He waves back excitedly, gets out of the car, goes to meet her. And then the fucking car explodes with her in it. (laughs) She just blows up. I don't fucking believe it. His immediate reaction is, bloody bastards. And that's it. (laughs) There is no more grieving. (laughs) Which I loved. I always love that. There is no more grieving from Mark for the rest of this film. No, that's it. Bloody bastards. I saw saw a a review of this film and the the headline of the, like the the title of the of the review was something like Richard Harrison is mildly upset about his wife being killed or something like that because he literally does just say bastards yeah. and that's the end yeah. of his grieving. And then he just gets back in his car, drives off. <laughs> yeah. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Peter and Bill they're together more often than me and bloody Ken in this podcast. Yeah, uh, Bill sat at a massive table. All yeah. on his own, which I think, if you don't mind me mentioning it, reminded me of uh, 1989 Batman. <laughs> 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 they sat at a huge table. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, tick that one off uh, on the box. Uh, thank you. Peter's pissed off because Mark got away and his wife was killed in an explosion and Bill didn't seem surprised or worried. He says, I don't think he even knows who we are. And then Peter says, what are you talking about, Bill? <laughs> Which I always thought, yeah. Yeah, he says, on, Bill, get with it, man. Well, how come he knew that we were after his ass? After his ass, yeah. of all things. We get some more police shit. It looks like Bill sent out evidence of Mark's killing to them. You know, yeah. you got all the 
pictures and whatnot. Yeah, and all the all the cops basically say, "Well, this is, seems like a setup. Who sent us these, and why are they doing it right now?" And, yeah, you know, and all that. And obviously, the Hispanic cop's got no lines whatsoever, but his head just keeps moving to whoever's speaking. So he's in it, but he doesn't get to speak. And again, the police are still saying that you know because. You know, it doesn't really matter because he's killing uh, offenders or criminals or whatever. And one police officer seems to crack the whole case with one theory, which is the correct theory, is that he's being blackmailed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just says, how about this for an idea? And it's all correct. Yeah, and Carl Weathers says, I don't know. (laughs) God damn it. Well, we're going to arrest this guy? Sure. What do you want to do, give him a Medal of Valor? Whoever took these pictures knew about the killings. But they didn't report it. Well, they're here now. And it's not too late to arrest this man, Mark. We got enough evidence to send him to the gas chamber. I smell something fishy about this. Why the sudden appearance of these pictures and the evidence against Mark? That's not important now. What we must do is arrest this man, Mark, before he kills any more. More what? More criminals? Or the people behind these crimes? Look, Chief. I say the reason we're standing here with these pictures in our hands is because they want to get rid of Mark. They don't need that guy anymore. I say the murders are finished, and they want to kill Mark legally. Hmm. Peter and Bill again this time with a massive statue of a Viking behind them, or Jesus (laughs) or some shit. Uh, Peter pulls out what's meant to be a rocket launcher, but actually looks more like a drain pipe with a handle on it. Yeah, it's like a big Nerf gun, isn't it? And what's happening outside, little do they know, is that Mark is attacking the complex. Yes, he's got there. He's there right now. Yeah, because he he says, uh, Peter tells Bill, look, the cops just want us dead. They just want Mark to take us out and kill us. It's as easy as that. Yeah. They're not going to come and stop him, are they? Because they want us dead. My note is 90% of this film is shot in the same park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're back there now. Because, yeah, Mark is in this same park. Yeah. He throws a knife through the balaclava-wearing goons on the front gate. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't arouse suspicion, would it? Having guards wearing fucking balaclavas. (laughs) Why are they wearing balaclavas? They're on private property. (laughs) They obviously work for the person who lives there. Exactly. So why have they they got masks on? Why would you need to be masked? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very unusual. But anyway, yeah, knife throw through gates. That's got to be difficult. I know, yeah, through the linked fence. Yeah. Yeah, It's got to be difficult, but he does it. And then uh, he does it again. It's twice. He does it twice. He's that good with throwing knives. That's what they teach you, you see, in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, it was all throwing knives, wasn't it, in Vietnam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a rotating board with balloons between your legs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Very popular back then. <laughs> you see him, he's taking out various guards in the bushes, which alerts Bill and Peter. Peter gets his trusty drain pipe. Lots <laughs> yeah. of guards killed, lots of shooting with machine guns. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's, it's got, we were into double figures, I think, that uh, uh, Mark just shoots before anyone even like notices him. So, yeah, shooting about like 15 people till his gun jams, and uh, then double denim Peter appears. Starts firing his futuristic grenade launcher at Mark, who dodges out the way. Yeah. I mean, there's people that get killed by this grenade launcher that are standing way closer than Mark is, but he's he's fine. Everyone else gets killed. Yeah, he just moves. Whereas however far away they are, they just fall over. Peter has to reload his uh, his drain pipe, and as he's doing that, Mark runs up and just shoots him dead. <laughs> just kills him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing like no ceremony, no 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 standoff, no struggle, no nothing at all. He just like ha ha, <laughs> shoots him dead. He's like, 
Oh, yeah. I was expecting him to sit back up, maybe wearing a vest or something, but nah, nah he's dead. There's a group of thugs, the last charge, they attack Mark and uh, Mark picks up the, the drain pipe grenade launcher and shoots at them in one shot. All five of them just fall dead. And they're, they're way further away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're further away from that blast. I think he does it another time, and as I think there's another four people just die from yeah. a nearby explosion. Bill appears behind him and shoots Mark in the shoulder, taking him to the ground. Yeah, it's poor, isn't it, considering how close he is? Yeah. He could have shot him dead there, but yeah. he just fails again. That's the second time Mark's been shot and lives. And like, what happens now is Mark's like lying on his back with his shoulder bleeding. And yeah. he, he, he looks B- to Bill, his... Bill's laughing. Bill's like... <laughs> Classic bad guy dubbed laughter. My note is Mark has a spring-loaded tiny up-the-sleeve pistol like he's playing poker on a riverboat. Yeah, unfortunately there's no spring-loaded action. He has to push it up into his own hand. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the point of that is. Why don't you just have another gun in his pocket or something? Why is, what's the point of it being strapped to his wrist if it doesn't work? <laughs> it's fucking wank. Why, why is it take it out of his sock or something? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have another throwing knife yeah. there. Or a pea shooter. Yeah, but any, anyway, yes, he, he does. He draws the gun and uh, shoots Bill. Turns out, turns out that it's not just a gun anyway. It's some sort of, like... Rocket launcher yeah, in a pistol form. My my note was capital letters holy fucking hell because obviously it's the first time I saw it. This little tiny like spud gun actually fires a fucking fighter jet missile out of it. <laughs> <laughs> a scud missile on Bill. Yeah, and blows the whole fucking house off. <laughs> Including Bill, who's standing at the front and explodes. Like, it's obviously a dummy that explodes, but you don't even get time to register it before it freeze frames, and that's the end of the fucking film. you get a caption. It says, Mark Collins, age 45, gave himself up to the authorities after the incident. He is now serving a life sentence. And that's the end of the fucking... I could not believe... I watched that last bit. It's got to be four or five (laughs) times, and I laughed so much. That last bit is probably how you will find this film. If you type in blood debts on YouTube, you will find the end of the film. And it's just, I think it's uh, its called How Every Film Should End. I think you said to me, we're going to be covering blood debts. Yeah. Did you see it because of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, some, you, somebody posted it and I thought, oh, Richard Harrison. Yes, definitely. I'll watch that. And you said to me, watch this film, but do not watch the ending first. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't and saw that and I could not believe it. <laughs> Fucking, it's yeah. one of my favourite endings it's of any film. It's got millions of views, the uh, the clip that just says how every film should end. And it should, it's brilliant. And you'd be surprised about how many times, like YouTube and, and individual scenes of bad movies and stuff like that, like leads to episodes, like Hard Ticket to Hawaii, that happened because... We'd seen the the clip of the razor blade frisbee death, <laughs> yeah, frisbee style, yeah, and that's what made us do a hard ticket as our first ever episode. So, you know, if, if if any of you guys know of any other funny sort of clips or anything on YouTube, recommend us the film badmoviecallgmail.com. Send it over. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So, what do you reckon, Ken? In terms of um, Richard Harrison's films, is this up there with the ninja films, or is this just a little sample, a little taste for well, our? Well, to be honest, I, I miss the fact that he was wearing ninja stuff i missed i missed his garfield phone um don't we all but other than that yeah i liked it it's the first non-ninja film i've seen with him oh really so so yeah yeah, i i I liked it yeah i don't believe he's 45 
Absolutely no way, no. <laughs> but, you know, no, I, I, I enjoyed that one. I thought, I thought it was a really good film. I thought it was funny. Um, it was nonsense and uh, just enjoyable, enjoyably bad. Yeah, you can yeah. literally turn it on, switch your brain off and just laugh because there's so many, like, funny, ridiculous moments yeah. culminating in that amazing ending. Yeah, really. I, I just really liked it. Yeah, and this is on YouTube, isn't it? The full film. You yeah, can search yeah. Blood Debts. Yeah, but do not watch the end, though, until until you watch the whole film because uh, it's such a satisfying end to a ridiculously mental film. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I, I really did. So did I. Thank you, Ken, for recommending it. No, uh, well, thank you for including it as a little cheeky bonus. Obviously, we're not going to do a pitch, but if we would, it'd be Carl Weathers as a cop. Um, Richard Harrison as... Richard Harrison again as the vigilante. And uh, that's all you need to know. Other sides of the law, but they end up teaming up yeah. in the final act. Yeah, I think probably we would. Something to think about. <laughs> thank you, Ken, for recommending it. Thank you for being here for this bonus episode. Oh, thank you for, uh, you know, also being here. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, and with that, we'll bring this episode of the podcast to a close. What did you think to this week's episode? Are you a fan of Richard Harrison's films? Where does it rank amongst his films? For you, do you, do you, do you prefer his um, his ninja Godfrey Ho films? Or did you enjoy this one? Let us know. The email address is badmoviecult at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search the Bad Movie Cult discussion group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to support the podcast... Just simply leave us an Apple Podcast rating or review. It's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can also do it on Spotify. If you've got time, head on over to our YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up, give us a like. Again, massive help and it's greatly appreciated by us. Uh, You can find all episodes, all previous episodes, as well as written reviews of films not covered on this podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again in two weeks' time. We'll be back. We'll be back with another movie review deep dive and... Who knows, maybe even a film pitch. Maybe. Right here on the Bad Movie Called Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I'd love to have my dick looked at by Kelly LeBrock.